Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today. And What's going on, everybody? Welcome to code another episode of Believe in Bills Podcast. I'm your host, Justin General Rafford. Of course, I got the legend in two games. Is where the game starts. Alright, sorry. Some technical difficulties here. Yo, I gotta <laughs> gotta upgrade my internet. This is crazy. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Believe in Bills Podcast. I'm your host, Justin General Rafford. Of course, I got the legend in two games as always with me. Uh co- championship coach Mookie Hawkins in the building. What's going on, coach? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, happy holidays to you and everybody Bills Mafia. You know what I mean? Turkey, 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 and all that good stuff. But it is football Sunday. So, you know, I'm really excited about this matchup. So let's go. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Um, and some some good football play Thursday. And well, not so much good football as an important game for us played Friday. And, of course, we have a key matchup tomorrow, which we're going to go ahead and get into right now. The Buffalo Bills travel to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles, uh, the NFC defending champion Eagles, who I don't know if you call it get their get back, but they did come off of a win versus the Chiefs, which was which was huge for them. Um, and Nick Sirianni certainly had all the energy in the world for the Chiefs. Uh, now that kind of brings me to my first question to you, right? <clears throat> you take a look at the Bills, and when they came out with the perfect game plan versus uh, Miami, right? And you take a look at all uh, other good teams. Typically, when they play another good team, there's a lot of energy into it. You know what I mean? Um, and then sometimes they can falter the next week due to how much energy they exerted the previous week. Do you think this could potentially be one of those type of games for the Eagles here? Listen, no, ain't no other something. We ran out of gas because we overexerted our energy last week. No, no, I know. I never heard that before. In my life. Really? Absolutely. Uh, not. There's a lot of people been talking no. about it. No, no. No, either you up to play or you not. That's just period. Ain't got nothing to do with energy. Either you ready to roll or you're not. Ain't no energy. Or I said my energy was down. (laughs) Why play then? Like you, you, you know your energy level play. So why you know you? So that's saying you know you ain't you you ain't got it. Or I mean, what is that? Like what is that to say? Being a football player. 
Mm-mm. You know, we, we ain't nicknaming that. That was just. Mm-mm. No. That's fair enough. All right. Fair enough. We'll see. Uh, I mean, I just, you know, you see sometimes teams play good teams and then the next week they falter. Uh, well, but, I mean, you know, they say, you know, the Bills always play down to the level of their competition. Yeah, they they playing a nine and one team now. So it's like, you know, the pressure is off the Bills. It's not on the Bills to win this week. They're going in this game as the underdog. Like you said, they, they playing the NFC, uh, you know, defending champion who beat the Super Bowl champion. You know what I mean? I don't know how much that means anything, but, you know, for the sake of, you know, who's who and what's what, uh, they just beat the best team in the AFC. So now, Buffalo, you have your shot, you know, against one of the best teams in the NFL on the road. So it's no pressure for them to go in there and just take care of business and play play free. They've been loose. Uh, you know, the energy has been up at practice. So you, you can't tell me that they just go to Philly and say, oh, we just didn't have it today type stuff when you're supposed to be a Super Bowl caliber team. And that's just no excuse. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of the Super Bowl caliber team, uh, we've got all pro wide receivers on both sides of the football today. Uh, but as it pertains to us, we have to go ahead and try to defend A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith uh, with our banged up secondary, who's kind of been injured all season. Uh, Dane Jackson is out, I believe they said. Um, and Tyler Teron Johnson. No, Tyler the, Rapp. Taylor Rapp is out? Tyler Rapp. It's not Taron Johnson. No, I know somebody came back from concussion protocol. Taron Johnson. Taron Johnson came back. Okay. And um, I'm going to have another cornerback out as well. How are the banged-up secondaries supposed to defend these two dynamic receivers? Not bad. I mean, they ain't been facing dynamic receivers all season long. It's like, no. You know, like they haven't, but okay, again, here it is. They, they, you know, Philadelphia has weapons kind of like Miami, so they kind of fit that same mold. So we didn't have Russell Douglas then. We have Russell Douglas now. So um, we got a guy that's going to definitely, you know, I say that matchup between him and A.J. Brown is going to be, you know, one to see. Uh, Devontae Smith with, with uh, Christian Benford. Um, I, I welcome that challenge. Uh, we know he's going to try to stretch the floor, but if if Rasul can handle AJ one on one, then you can be able to bracket, you know, um, uh, Devonta Smith over the top with help and send him pressure. Uh, I think that would probably be more so the game plan instead of uh, doubling uh, AJ in in um, you know, letting Devontae free. Uh, I don't think that Benford has the speed to keep up with Devontae Smith one-on-one. But, hey, if he has help over the top, it allows him to be physical at the point of attack with, you know, hey, McDermott's been dialing it up on the defense. So, um, you know, I know some pressure is going to be coming because Philadelphia's offense, offensive line isn't, you know, the strength is in the middle with Kelsey. You can win on the edges at times with this Philadelphia Eagles uh, O-line. So, we definitely got some edge rushers that can apply some pressure. Uh, probably use one of the linebackers to spy on Hurts because, um, you know, they're not utilizing the tight end because Dallas Goddard is out. So I would be surprised if they make the tight end a point of emphasis t- tomorrow. Um, but, you know, other than that, yeah, um, for that alone, I'm spying Jalen Hurts with one of my linebackers, um, you know, for the most part. And we'll just see how it all materializes. Yeah. Okay. So Dan Jackson is out. Uh, he as well as Taylor Rapp is also just wanted to uh, 
you know, make, make sure that that is correct information being spread out, especially for those in the comment section. Um, but yeah, like you said, we, we played dynamic wide receivers at, at a couple of times so far this season. And I think what for us has kind of been a great help is, of course, having Russell Douglas come in now uh, is, is tremendous, uh, especially when you're going to be without guys like Dane Jackson and Tredavious White for the entire season. But Christian Benford is back as well. Um, it, it, for me, the, 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 the key to stopping Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown is the defensive line. Actually, uh, if, if you could get pressure on Jalen Hurts and get somebody up the gut and Oliver, that boy been playing like a man that want his money. Ironically enough, after getting his money, he's outplaying the money he's currently getting. He he going for that incentive for sure. Uh, but having him, you know, come up the belly and, and put some pressure in, um, you know, Jalen Hurts's face. He got a long arm, Gregory Rousseau out on the edge, being able to contain. Same with Leonard Fournette. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this is a game where Von Miller kind of, you know, I, I feel like he gets sacked this game and kind of everybody give everybody a sigh of relief because uh, there's been kind of a lot of people going at his neck and it's like, well, I mean, it's patient with the situation. Yeah. They, they got to be patient with that. I told everybody that. And now it's like, ah, uh, you know, now they don't believe in Vaughn. If Vaughn was still out right now, not playing at all, everybody be all excited and ecstatic that Von Miller is returning. So Bill's fans need to just go ahead and chill on out with that. You know what I mean? It's going to take a while. It takes you a year and a half to fully get back to your normal self. We're dealing with an ACL injury. It's just unfortunate that here it is. Von Miller, late in his career, got one. You know, bad turf in Detroit. So, I mean, that's, man, that's just how it goes. But we, if Von don't get a sack tomorrow, that's fine. That is absolutely fine. We need Vine to produce during the stretch, you know. Like, yeah, we definitely need him to show up against Philly. We definitely need him to show up against Kansas City. But if he don't, then, you know, this Bills team can still, you know, hold it down and still stack wins until, you know, he joins the party. It's just that simple. Yeah, and and I do like the production that AJ and Vanessa has brought. I love the production that Shaq Lawson has brought. Like, I don't – say this as like, oh, there's no one else to give the reps to. Like, I'm not saying it in that way when I defend Vaughn. However, just just elaborating on, on why I say what I say, um, I feel like getting Vaughn involved, if Vaughn is able to, you know, catch a streak, and, and and get a get a get just to see confidence there and is able to get a sack or two sacks stack them up i feel like that added benefit of having a healthy confident you know von miller is, is i mean just like he's one of the best players of all time so having him at his most confident most healthy etc cetera, etc cetera, i feel like does more for your team than if you were to just put him on IR, let him completely recover and not have that in your back pocket to for the stretch to go into the playoffs, right? Um, because a lot of people are saying that he should just stay on IR and all this other stuff. And this is like you gotta recognize that he has to get his footing back. And then once he gets his footing back, you're you're gonna appreciate that he was there. Uh, you know, it's gonna to- happen all at the right time. And all the right time is gonna happen all at the right time. And that's and once it happened. Like you said, you're going to get contagious and then it's just going to be all right. 
you know, he just, you know, he's, it's going to happen. He's definitely going to happen. And then, you know, the way how Leonard Floyd is playing off the edge on the other side, AJ Epinezza's on the other side, Shaq Lawson's contributing, uh, you know, everything is from the edge perspective is good. Greg Rousseau, he's just an animal in his own right, you know, so it's gelling at the right time. We just got to just trust the process. Now, as long as they come out, you know, like, you know, hey, just treat Philly like a regular old, just a, nobody else. They get treated no different. You know, come out, you know, check their temperature. They just got to be aggressive. You got to be aggressive on, on both sides of the ball. You know, when you're playing against teams like this, we definitely need to establish who's the aggressor. Yeah, absolutely. You you want to go there and be the one to punch them in the mouth as opposed to the one that gets punched in the mouth there. Uh, absolutely. All right, so talk about how big of a uh, – how big of a factor our run game is in this game. You know, you got uh, Philadelphia, excuse me, one of the best defensive lines in the league. They got all those Georgia Bulldogs over here on that defense. Um, and they continue to, to add more. And, uh, you know, this is a game where James Cook and Latavius Murray, especially, so with his ground and pound, you know, run style, I feel like this is a game where you, you want to tire those big boys out in the middle, try to, uh, you know, Get, get some get some rush yards and you know get the big boys out in front of the running backs and you know like I said punching people in the mouth. Well, I mean, I've been saying it all you know <laughs> all season long. When we saw, look, just for instance, they ran the ball. They made a point of emphasis to run the football, and they haven't had that point. I don't think they made a point of emphasis to run the ball the way they ran the ball last week all season. Even though they ran the ball well week two, week three, week four, when the Bills had great balance and they looked unbeatable. Again, when the Bills have balance like that, they look unbeatable. You see how they just treated a, a, a New York Jets defensive team, you know, like they wasn't a top five defense, you know, just because they wanted to add balance. And, you know, they got away from that. And, and that's where the not being in rhythm and, and all that stuff comes from because these guys was just refusing to run the football when you had complete success with it, you know, early in the season, you went away from that. And, you know, Hey, a coach lost his job because I don't know, they just didn't want to run the football. But again, you make a point of emphasis to do it in the fashion that how Joe Brady do it, how, 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 how he's able to mix it up with running pass. They got ahead, they kick field goals, they got a score, 16 zip. Okay, now let's control the game. Let's establish the run a little bit more and, and, and see what our guys can do, you know, just mowing along. Give our let our let our offensive line have a chance of being physical and you know, keep the drive alive by running the football. They were able to do that. And hey, Josh Allen still was able to get his normal attempts, over 30, 35 attempts for Josh, still efficient. They won the football game. And you know what? He's, he almost threw for 300 yards against the New York Jets team. That I don't know when the last time somebody threw for 300 yards. I don't know when the last time somebody threw for 275 yards that Josh Allen threw. I don't know when the last time a team put 30 points. Uh, I mean, um, Miami just did it yesterday. But other than that, the Bills and the Dolphins are the only two teams that was able to do that in probably in two years. So, if they run a ball, I don't care who they're playing. Um, Kansas City showed uh, on Monday night that you can run the ball. Uh, so I do expect the Bills, uh, they will be foolish to run into the teeth of that, 
that defense with with Carter and 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 and, and, and man, just those big mammoth guys they got up front, Fletcher Cox and Jordan Davis. Uh, they be that that'd be suicide. So what did Kansas City do? Pacheco was running the edges. They were trapping off the edges. They was doing toss sweeps. We have the personnel to do that. Get James Cook to the outside immediately, um, outside zone, running the edges. Make those bulldogs run downhill because let's see if they can catch us. Let's you know make them work a little bit, and that's going to set up your bootleg play action pass, where you know hey you'll be able to take some great chances with Kincaid occupying the middle. Uh, Diggs will be one on one versus Slay, and hey you know you may see a Gabe Davis sign. You never know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely haven't seen Gabe Davis in a couple of weeks. So uh, that, that would be nice, especially with them more than likely trying to take out Stefan Diggs there. Uh, just take him out of the game like a lot of guys have been doing. But, hey, you got Kincaid and uh, Khalil Shakir stepping up big time. And, you know, Chef Dawson expects so. But um, one thing I wanted to talk about is the thing that kind of brought me optimism after – was it the Broncos game when Ken Dorsey was fired? Obviously, one thing that brought me optimism is our defense hasn't really folded. They folded on like the last drive of the game. The team goes down and scores a touchdown. A couple times this happened, but throughout the first three quarters, they've been pretty solid for pretty solid for the most part of the season. And so I think I, I genuinely believe that if our our team would have scored more points, then our defense would be playing a lot more stout football here um, throughout the season. One thing about Joe Brady coming in, especially at this time, is that he doesn't have a tell yet. Like you can't look at his tape and, and tell what he wants to do, right? You could go back to his LSU tape, you could go back to his Carolina tape, but this is a completely different in iteration this is a completely different football team he has a completely a different set of weapons to work with and if there was a set of weapons to work with for an offensive offensive mind trying to find his step in the nfl trying to make a name for himself in the nfl these are the group of guys that you want on the football field right maybe buffalo miami philly and cincinnati yeah, those are undisputably the top four teams in terms of offensive roster. Um, and he has got one of those teams. So now you go on the stretch where you play one of the best defenses in the league in the Jets, hung 30 on them, like you mentioned, right? Now you go up against the Chiefs and by week, you know, I'm sorry, you go up against the Eagles, by week you get the Chiefs and then you get the Cowboys, et cetera, et cetera. This is a time where, Defenses can't really prepare for an offensive coordinator who they don't know, who, who they don't have seasons of tape on or, you know, game, you got one game, you know, coming in for, for coming in for Philly. Right. And they have two games for Chiefs, three games for the Cowboys, et cetera. So is this a time where Jim Joe Brady and company could sort of kind of come up with creative game plans so that they stay unpredictable? Or would you rather them get into a flow and uh, kind of figure out what they want to do for the rest of the season going into the playoffs? I'd rather be unpredictable. You know, I mean, you know what works, so mix that in while being unpredictable. You know, you can still, you know, carry your base. You have your base. 
You know, you, you have base. This is where I'm going to run every week. But this is what I have in case that my base don't work. You know, that means you guys have been studying film. You know, kudos to you. But this is what I have over here for y'all. These are a shitload of adjustments. You know what I mean? And I'm ready to unload on you. You know what I mean? So it's all how you layer it down. Uh, I think that, you know, Brady did an excellent job of layering the offense now. Um, and once you have it layered, you, you have a general idea on how you want to attack a team so they can reveal what they need to reveal so you could control the ball game. I think he did a pretty good job uh, at that. Um, I did see sprint draw a few times, and guess what? It still didn't work. So hopefully I can see a bootleg or something off of that play. Um, but other than that, I, I think that, again, he was putting the guys in the right situations with the right play cost to match. And that's why you saw, you know, big chunk plays on, on key downs to keep the drive alive. You know what I mean? You got touchdowns on fourth and one, you know, it's going 28 yards untouched uh, to a running back out of the backfield, a design play. Wow. You know, just that simple doing things that teams don't think that the bills are going to do. That's why it was wide open because they never didn't play like that. It never, made the running back a pri uh, uh, the, the, the primary person on that play. You know, they never saw it. That's why it was wide open. So um, um, I think this week you're still going to see – we are going to see, you know, what he's running from last week because we all saw the game. And we are going to recognize some new stuff out there. And I'm quite sure Philly will too. And then after that, he has a bye. So he has a week to get his mind completely right, install new things that he wants to install, and, you know, that's, that's going to take the next couple of teams to recover. You know, I usually take three to four weeks, you know, for team to have book on you to really get a general idea of what your style is. So, yeah, I say coming off of Kansas City and, you know, I think they who they play after that. Uh, the Gi uh, they play Dallas after that. They play the Dallas. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's going to be the creme de la creme right there to see, you know, Dallas been studying. And, you know, what the Bills have, uh, have in store for them, you know, when that time comes. But, yeah, I say around that time, that's when we'll see what Brady is really at as a play caller. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what I meant by that. That was a perfect thing. You said uh, it takes about four weeks to get film on someone. Well, our next – our four toughest games have been this stretch of Jets Cow – I'm sorry, Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys. I mean – Maybe not the Jets, but, you know, that defense has been giving us problems ever since Dorsey has been here. So uh, it's obviously not been a walk in the park. Um, but you come out of those games, let's say three and one, four and oh, whatever the case may be. Now the outlook of the season looks completely different. And, um, you know, you got something to hang your hat on. And then again, you still got the best toys in the world. So even after people do get film on you, you still got to go out and stop these guys. Uh, from making plays, um, especially once you got that initial gauntlet out of the way, then it becomes a lot easier, um, you know, facing other teams um, like the the Giants. We're going to play the Giants. So we got one more NFC opponent, I believe. Uh, can, no. They got Philly. They got Dallas. Um, then you got Kansas City, Chargers. Oh, that's what it was, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Chargers. Okay. Then you follow up with the Patriots in Miami. And one thing I loved, especially hearing from Joe Brady this week, was kind of the 
the mental processing I thought Ken Dorsey would have uh, with, with J- Joe Brady kind of went to the media. I wish I had the clip. I'm sorry, guys. He he went to the media and I was just give me Josh Allen. Like, you know, no matter what play I call, I have 100% faith that Josh Allen is going to make that play work. And that is like, hallelujah. Thank you. Finally, like we have one of the most talented quarterbacks that's ever stepped foot on the gridiron and we coddle him. It's like, and it's almost like he doesn't even want to be coddled either. It's just like we're we're just putting the reins on him, putting the muzzle on him, you know, even though like it's like be out here, doggy dog, and you putting the muzzle on the boy. Um, so I appreciate that Joe Brady has that type of faith in Josh Allen, and I appreciate that he has his own game plan, and then he he also recognizes, hey, 17 can go above and beyond, kind of make my game plan look a little bit better. Um, especially if you could keep them clean, uh, turn turnover free football, you know, keep guys off of them. And, uh, and so sometimes even if the pocket does break down, he has that ability to where sometimes you don't want him to get outside the pocket because then other things happen. You, you could want to keep him contained a lot of the times because if he gets wrong to his right, I'm going to say, I would say 7.5 to 8 out of 10 times he's going to make a play. Um, we see it happen so often, and I think people kind of get um, – I think people get like like Jordan or LeBronitis with, with Josh, right, where he makes these one-of-one one plays week after week, and it's just like, oh, okay, Josh made another good play. It's like, no, you need to recognize that for what it was. like, And then, you know, kind of just go with the, the turnover narratives and all this other crap. So, um, yeah, I, I would like to see Josh get his just due, and I would like to see him be put in the position where he can go out there. Because you look at it, and I also want to ask you about this, Coach. Let me, let me, yeah, let's move forward to this part, right? He was on, he was on the sideline saying, "I'm effing back," right? Um, they asked Stephon Diggs about it, and you know, but he, Josh, was calling on the sideline saying that. And I wanted to ask you about that because you look at Josh's numbers, and he's top five in like all reputable quarterback statistics uh, by way of relative numbers to the rest of the league. He has great numbers across the board outside of INTs. And there's even a lot of other quarterbacks with Tua Tungabailoa. Patrick Mahomes has more turnovers than him. You know what I mean? So you look at Josh Allen saying, I feel like I'm back. What does that tell you? Um. More or less, it was. I think it was more. I don't know more more mental. I think with Josh than physical, in reference to how he was playing, uh, some of the things that he was saying during, you know, pressures like, um, you know, it was just things that he was, you know, I guess trying to you know fix in his mind that what he is what is low positive positive. <laughs> that's a little yeah. positive right that he got asked crap. about that too <laughs> he, Hated that. my girl my girl catfish jill asked him about <laughs> that and i was like yeah yeah josh like you back you still on your little positive so you know it's just odd types of stuff that was just i don't know a lot of stuff just factored in and it's kind of strange because it all just points to dorsey like damn or was it just to the point where Josh shut down because he didn't like the offense neither, but he wasn't going to, you know, rag on it. You know what I mean? He was just going to let it just happen organically, so to speak. Like, 
So for him to say that he's back to himself, you know, I don't think that has any. I think that's more mental than just Josh is playing football. And it's probably how the person that was in control of the plays was putting in putting Josh Allen in the situation. And Josh got tired of it, you know. So, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying. You know, that's normally how. You know, I guess when guys, especially quarterbacks, I guess when things are fed up with them, they just don't give a rat's ass. And all right, uh, we're gonna see. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> right. You know, I'm not going anywhere. That's for sure. But you know, I, I just think that again, Dorsey's an experience to have. I mean, Josh Allen needs an, a seasoned guy on that offense to help him. He doesn't have that, you know. He, he doesn't have that. I mean, you look at you look at it like, uh, I mean, I can't say uh, Zach Tyler out of Cincinnati because you know he was a former, you know, well he was an offensive coordinator before, but he became head coach. So yeah, you can't say guys like that. Look at who Burrow has. Look who uh, you know Mahomes has. Look who Jalen Hurts has. You know, when you look at those quarterbacks, look at uh, um, uh, Dak, even Dak Prescott, who Mike McCarthy, they have seasoned guys on the offensive side to help, you know, their star quarterbacks. We don't have no, no seasoned guys. We have Mike, Mike Shula, you know what I mean? We definitely have him. But as far as, you know, a Mike McCarthy, uh, 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 Andy Reid, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nick Sirianni, um, you know, man, we our offense don't have those season type of guys. You know, that's been there. That's one. You know, we we don't have that for our quarterback. So, um, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll we'll see what what Brady has to to to, to offer. Uh, week 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 one under the Brady era was good. Um, let's see if he can be consistent and find loopholes in this Philadelphia defense to you know keep points going on the board all right so you you kind of went from a range of possibly the greatest offensive mind we've ever seen in Andy Reid right all the way down to kind of new school you know uh big man on campus and Nick Sirianni right that kind of McVay and Shanahan mm-hmm. tree of of offensive gurus and I mean you know, he certainly has you know he, he took a second round pick in Jalen Hurts, who a lot of people thought was dead in the water, and he made him a franchise quarterback. I don't know uh, why a great team. I, First I don't either. Combine. I don't either. I saw him personally at the combine. I'll throw everybody except Justin Herbert. Tua didn't um, um, participate because he was hurt, and that was during COVID, and only lets few people in to watch those guys throw. I was one of them, and Jalen Hurts should have been drafted in the first round, but. Man, we know what time it is. It's the same thing that Justin Fields going through now with Zach Wilson going over him. Where's all those NFL experts right now that were saying Zach Wilson was better than Justin Fields? That's another topic. Of, uh, that's another debate for another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that another time. But like you said, you know, Jalen Hurts obviously had the talent, but I believe it was under Doug Peterson. They weren't making anything really happen with him. Uh, it was kind of just like he, he was there. He kind of felt like Justin Fields feels now, where it's just like, oh, okay, he's a talented quarterback, but offense is really struggling. They ain't really doing much. So, 
you know, unless they can go get Justin Fields, like a, you know, a Justin Jefferson or something. I don't know. Better. He He's just been nicked up. No, no, no. I, I, I just mean from, from the perspective of an offense that isn't really getting it done. Like, you know what I mean? They, they're not great, but then you go get an AJ Brown and the offense dramatically transforms. The question I'm asking you is you look at Joe Brady, could he be a Sirianni, you know, uh, uh, a Sean, I'm sorry, a Zach Taylor, uh, McVay type of guy where he puts an incredible offense on the field and eventually gets his opportunity? I think so. I think so. Um, you know, he's from Champagne Tree. So, you know, I, I like that right there. You know what I mean? Good tree. Sean Payton is Bill Parcells. That's why you saw. The, the the run game when you got i'm telling you parcells used to be a master at it when the game is when you up two scores you automatically run the football you know what i mean the recipe how did the giants beat the bills in super bowl 25 they ran the ball they kept machine gun kelly the k-gun on the sideline running the ball otis anderson was the mvp of that game because they ran the football with a backup quarterback and Jeff Hosteller. Phil Sills didn't even make it. You know what I mean? So you got to, when you, that's how you control the game. The Bills have enough firepower. They can jump out on you, you know, with their passing game quick. But the Bills' problem back then was they just, you know, and live by it and die by it. And they didn't have to die by it. Only thing they had to do was just control the game with your, with running the football. Once you're up two scores, you should be running the football, killing the clock, you know, keep the defense on his heels. And that's what the Bills, you know, got away from. That's why they were in a funk going up and down like a roller coaster for the past five weeks. And then when they finally run the ball, when they make a point of emphasis of running the ball, they just dominate a New York Jet team like we ain't seen in a couple of years. You know, so – yeah, they can keep that up. That is something to build on going into Philly for sure. And, you know, I, I again, I think those guys are going to play loose and we'll get a chance to see what Brady's really made of. I think he has the traits. He definitely has the traits, you know, a young hot boy coming in the game. He definitely has the traits. So um, hopefully this will be it. I'm, I'm quite sure he's he's definitely not going to do. Uh, I, I'm quite sure he's learned from 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 Dorsey. You know, you figure that Dorsey would, you know, learn a little bit more from Dable and tweak it. Let's see if Dorsey, uh, let's see is uh, Brady, you know, the guy to do it in that fashion. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, he definitely had uh, a lot of money. I, you know what I like about Brady is I like the flow of of the game plan in, you know, when we played the, the Jets. Um, I, I liked he set things up right like fourth and one you got your, your qb under center and then you got the bootleg with the the running back running to the flat immediately off the you know fake handoff i don't remember ever seeing that play from dorsey but it's just like so simple you know what i mean it's just like you know keep it simple stupid don't don't go too far off the rails you know what i mean but also you want to have some creativity and I feel like that we, we got a perfect mixture of all that, especially for our first showing, for him getting his feet wet. Um, I was really, really encouraged by what I saw from Joe Brady. So we will see what Joe Brady has to offer tomorrow and the rest of these Buffalo Bills have to offer tomorrow when they face the Philadelphia Eagles. It should be a good game. 
All right, Coach, anything else you want to say before we get up out of here? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I'm just ready to go. Another 425 game. Uh, let's see. That might be the magic number. I mean, the Bills play good at 425. Um, you know, so I, I'm looking forward to a great ball game. Uh, this could be a potential Super Bowl matchup uh, against a Super Bowl caliber team. Uh, definitely a benchmark to see where this Buffalo Bills team is. Uh, man, the third quarter of the season. So uh, the Bills are definitely going to see where they are against the Super Bowl caliber team tomorrow. And um, I'm quite sure they'll be up for the task as long as they just, you know, come out just being aggressive and just play loose, free, and execute. They'll be fine. Run the ball. Run the ball. Run those edges. Let's get a prediction real quick. Um, I will say Bills 33, Eagles 29. I'm going to say Bills 27, Eagles 23. Three. I think Bill score like a last second ish touchdown or something to that effect, and yeah. and the Eagles can't go down and replicate it. Um, so That's we'll see what happens. For our last, it would definitely be a last drive game winner. Yeah, I agree. All right, Coach, go ahead and send us out. Bill's playing the big dog in the NFL. Do you believe? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Now, find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all sports information from live in game betting props and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use uh, your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Now, use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50%. Welcome your bonus on your first deposit. Now, Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.